Welcome to Front Row Geeks. Their equipment, the equipment durability, not just that there was equipment durability, but how harsh it was. Everything was made partly of glass, very, very clearly made partly of glass because nothing could stand more than like a dozen wax before it broke. That's not entirely fair. I think the legendary weapon could stand a little bit more than that, but still. Yeah, I would think that the most amount of hits any one weapon could do was like 60-something, 64 maybe. Mm -hmm. But that's like also in consideration of whether you are hitting something that was armored or weak or something like that to the given attack, I think. So you ended up just shoving your pockets full of all these different weapons and usually a couple branches as well just to have something when all else fails. It's been like three or four years since I played Breath of the Wild, but like, I remember that being like definitely part of the system. I think at some point you kind of just get used to it and like you just prepare for it and move on. Like at, there was just like at one point it stopped being like something I uh, had to obsess over. Well, it's far more influential at the beginning of the game where your pockets are much more limited, mm -hmm. where you had only like, I think eight or 12 equipment spots for weapons and you didn't have access to a lot of good weapons so a lot of them could you could go through your entire equipment quite quickly if you're facing against a foe that you don't know how to fight or like one of the lionels then reviewer Thomas brown from gfinity if you've yet to step foot into the open world of hyrule tears of the kingdom is the best way to experience it just enough new ground to keep things but if you don't if you didn't gel the 2017 release the story alone might not be worth the second attempt. Uh, going on, the follow-up to this decisive modern masterpiece struggles to cater to those who miss its roots. Uh, anybody want to guess what score this reviewer gave Tears of the Kingdom? Seven. Nine point eight. I'm gonna agree with the seven. I'll be way too generous. It's six. Oh, that wow, nasty. What's that attempt? This person gave the only one that's well, below, below eighty. I figured it was a divisive score since they actively called it divisive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the only 60-point review out of all the ones that currently exist right now. Metacard is still at, like, 96. They didn't even re-release today, right? It's all, like, pre-release. These are all reviewer copies. Yeah. And yeah. reviewer yeah. copies. Okay, so. Frankly said, it's mostly it's released 90s. on the PC. We don't have to worry about the PC copy being bad. <laughs> yes. No, no bad PC ports for it. Unless it's the emulator, which, which is an entirely different thing. Entirely different thing. Um, actually, I don't want you to see if this guy said anything else. Um, I mean, that was the juiciest bits of that review. I played 40 hours of the game, so that's a lot for a 6 out of 10. Actually, I have heard one thing, is that it is going to be a long game. Like, yeah. supposedly, nobody has beaten the game below 40 hours. I mean, that's a good thing, though. Well, it can be or not. I mean, Breath of the Wild did have the entire mechanic of, you could totally fight the first boss straight away. Last boss, sorry, not first boss, last boss. Totally do that. 
I think can't yeah, definitely be too long, but other way. <laughs> long is generally good, I feel. Very long, especially, I think, long game. If that, not all the time. I had to mention that long Zelda game was good, but obviously. There's always somebody that's going to go like, well, the game doesn't respect my time. And it's like, well, what does consider respecting your time? Oh, there we go. That's, there is a quote saying here, too much work, too little reward. From I, I would argue, I would argue that it's possible to have a game that runs, you know, takes 60, 70, 80, 90 hours, 100 hours to beat and still be considered to be respecting your time. It, yeah. the, the, the difference is, um, if it's, if it's 40 hours or if it's, if it's 80, 90 hours and over half of it is busy work, that is a game that doesn't respect your time. Because that could have been a 40, 50 hour game and it just wanted to pad its runtime for the sake of doing so. Well, uh, but it was is busy work. Like, is God in an open world game is going from one place to another place busy work? If the, if the purpose of going from one place to another place is a simple gopher that only, that only counts as a quest because the game tells you it is. Um, and is like manned like something to the equivalent of an MSQ style quest. Um, I consider I can if you if you have to go if you have to ride from one end of the map to the other just to deliver something and then ride from there back in order to continue the story. Like it's one thing in a game like fourteen where you have etherites where you can literally teleport from one place to the other place back and you know it's not a big deal. It takes only a couple minutes to really achieve that. In a game where you're spending like 15, 20 minutes to do that ride each way, you're, you're, that's a lot of busy work. That's, that's a lot of, you didn't need to include this element. It didn't thematically include anything if all you're doing is delivering it and going back. That is what I would consider busy work. If I can quote uh, Gfinity here again. There are slivers of something great with the Zonai constructs you piece together with the Ultra Hand ability. But when most of it can be ignored, likely by design, I just have to wonder if the stacked approach is really the best way. Uh, Ooh, another, another good one here. There's frankly too much going on with no real prizes for bothering to seek out the opportunity. The world doesn't feel barren per se, but the rewards for exploring it are virtually non-existent, largely inconsequential. Some of my fondest memories of the Zelda franchise stem from exploring not only to satisfy my own curiosity, but find game-changing gear, heart containers, new powers, and combat techniques, rupees, or even just a bottle for storing potions and bugs. A surprise fight with a dragon is always appreciated. But when the reward is just another shrine, my enthusiasm to explore takes me no. Excerpts from the 6 out of 10 review. Uh, uh, is anyone unable to picking it up? I am... I'm although I am saying that because like I was looking at it, it's like okay this looks good I I know I'm probably going to enjoy it I wanted to get my hands on the collector's edition <laughs> still waiting still hunting the fact is that Nintendo decided to toss their hands up in the air and say fuck it we'll let you fuckers deal with it and by you fuckers they meant all the other sellers which means Amazon Best Buy Walmart GameStop they left it to the retailers, which some are like, oh yeah, we'll do a midnight release and you have potential of being getting one if you come to these stores. Sadly, no stores in 
my area at least a good 10 mile radius are doing that so that's for enlisting and are you gonna get it eventually then the game oh i'm getting the base game i i just wish i could get the collector's edition wish being a very strong word but then again i can also sympathize with nintendo on the part of like just leaving it to the resellers because the last few times that they've tried to kill the scalpers they've outright killed nintendo's own website is but is that a solution or is that nintendo shoving the problem onto somebody else it's nintendo shoving the problem onto somebody else because they don't want to deal with what they had to the last couple of times not necessarily great either because a there were a few things that they could have technically done to ensure that people could have ordered the games and had to avoid the scalpers. But the problem is nobody decided to do that, so Nintendo decided to take the cheap way out. That's why I said I understand the reasoning and I can agree with the reasoning behind it, but it's still kind of, eh, yeah. let's let it be somebody else's problem. A little icky. Um, I'm not going to buy it. Mostly because I'm I'm patient enough. Plug hell. No, I'm no, not even that. I'm I'm being patient. I want I want the fucking switch too. I don't want to. Look, I'm being this kind of gamer, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it. I don't want to play this game at 30 frames per second. I'm not fucking buying. Uh, This is going to be a heads up, Eddie. And this was something that they said at the launch of the Switch. What is what? All the Switch games will be compatible with the Nintendo the successor unit. Fantastic. Then when that successor unit comes, I will buy it and and Tears of the Kingdom together. And why would you pay $150 for a base copy of Tears of the Kingdom? It would be $150. What are you talking about? Scalpers! Why would a, the game be scalped? It's a digital release. I will, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, just get the digital release. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about scalpers. Oh, right. I forgot Eddie doesn't do physical copy. I do. He fully believes that the digital apocalypse is never going to happen. That's absolutely not the, the cloud case. is secure. It's not. Okay. All right. If that okay. If that was true, David, why do I have insert name of thing I, I have in my house that I'm not going to say on a recorded line, right? I have it here. What do you, you think I have that for? It, I have it redacted. I have it redacted. Do you really think I believe that, David? No, I you don't, don't believe it. The only but, thing is I don't have it redacted for video games. Well, I mean, okay, at a redacted exists for video games. I just don't want to invest my time and effort into it, and don't care. <laughs> That's the difference. I, I the problem is that we're following two different philosophies. Is the fact that my belief is that if I have a physical copy, if the service shut down and I can't access the server for download anymore, mm-hmm. I can still play my game. And if that's the good, console still works. And if that's what you want, that's fine. I. Well, I'm not. I I have nothing. There is few the few things that I want to go back and play from anything anything past five years ago. Now they're readily available in some resale that I will pay, pay money for if I really have to, or I don't care about. Like just I move on. I have I I'm the guy who will play the newer games and be happy to your games. I'm not nostalgic digging, being worried so about it. Don't play game. old games for just replaying the feet uh, just to play that old game. Nope, and I don't. Have judge anybody who does that. That's fine. You play the game you want to, but that is just not me. There's too many new stuff to play that I don't have time to go back to. I will wait until they remake the old stuff, which will happen because corp- corporations love to remake old, old stuff. 
Like, or they decide that they don't want to waste the money on it because the original, when it was released, was not necessarily a good sell. I, I will wait another 20 years to see if they re-release Banjo-Kazooie. I don't think they ever will, but if they do, great. I'll, I will be wrong. I would think my problem with Banjo-Kazooie is the fact of uh, who owns it. Right. Rare? Yeah, or yes. Microsoft? Or Nintendo? Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, I believe, is owned by Rare, but because Rare is now owned by Microsoft, Microsoft is currently the other. I'm not with Banjo-Kazooie is in Smash, so there is a hope. Wait, he was? They were. Yeah. But so was uh, the protagonist of Persona 5? Yes. And Sonic. If they're in Smash, there's a chance that more games will be developed. I mean, but we will never get a proper Nuts and Bolts 2. Oh, God, no. I mean, I didn't know Nuts and Bolts. I just never really, never hooked by that. We will never get another Xenogears ever. Uh, That's because they just don't use the name Xenogears. Hey, Tess, are you getting Tears of the Kingdom? I considered it, but no, I'd, uh, at least not now. Maybe in the future. Holding off. At least so yeah. you don't feel like you're paying full price for it. Well, I, not even that necessarily. Just there, there's there's complications. Okay. There's other things that need to be taken care of. Or... What about you? Uh, I don't have money. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. If he... If, if, if I want to buy the money to spare, yeah, I'd probably do it. Uh... But then again, this year is actually pretty busy with a lot of other things. So it's a quick, good question of whether or not it's like, can I play Tears of the Kingdom enough to uh, make it worthwhile? Am I going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom, you know, a year from now, two years from now? Or is this a sort of one and done? Or is he going to be falling into the armored core pit with the rest of us? Only four. <laughs> so, <laughs> quick funny aside, Sid, now that you mentioned armored core. I forget, I'm trying to think which anime it was. It's an anime from this season, and it's another isekai where somebody... Oh, oh, I remember. I know which one. Somebody gets hit by... so clear. I know, I know. I'm, I'm An anime from this season. Look, look isekai. It doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter which one it is. That, that's not even the point. The point is that the, what, when the character died, and he had that point where he can like see you know, out-of-body experience where he's being swept into the other world, he literally says... Damn it, I died. I'm gonna miss out on the armored the armored game. I can be able to play the armored game that releases later this that's I don't know how they snuck they got that in there at this point, but yeah. Well, it was pretty much a known rumor going a year before uh its announcement that they were making a previously established IP under wraps. We didn't know which one it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but there were some candidates that were easily crossed out, like uh, they probably weren't making a new Kingsfield game. They weren't making Cookies and Cream. Yes, that's an actual game from Soft Made. The mm -hmm. Twisted Stick platformer, but... I mean, Peaches and Cream by the band D12. I think that's not what you were talking about. No, was the, game, the game is actually called Sugar and Cream. Well, in Japan? Uh, I believe in Japan. Or was it Cookie and Cream? I thought it was Cookies and Cream. At least that was the English translation of it. That's probably the English one. But, yeah, no... FromSoft has done some really, like, there are some games that are basically like, oh, hey, you can see where they came from, and then there's just really weird one-off ones that really... Let's face it, FromSoftware really made it with Dark Souls, because while they had, like, Armored Core before that as their main ship, flagship title, in a sense, they still also had a lot of side job uh, developments that sort of kept them in C-tier 
development, essentially. I would even say Armored Core was not that mainstream. It was kind of cult. Well, it was the biggest title of theirs, I would say. Yeah. Found it. The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. Okay. Okay. That's the list. Every clone of Virtue for Sale. Cream is also cream. a uh, co- uh, copyrightably distinct from any other word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, the exact quote from the anime, I looked it up now, is, Oh, man, that new Armors Core game didn't come out while I was still alive. Well, I guess they anticipate it coming out this year. It was referenced in that anime. But now, that's funny. I know what, I know what they're talking about. I mean, there was an, an Anisekai anime, I forget which one it was, that one of the background characters was quite literally a knockoff poor version of a VTuber from Hollow Live. Bulls. <laughs> the heck, they had to change it further on the DVD release, just so it's less uh, obvious. There's no, there's no secret ground, ground for Isekais. Nothing is secret. Well, it, it's one of those things of like, they it, from the sounds of it, the person that did the scene there was trying to do a tribute, but given some of the reaction of the fans, they thought it was a bit more malicious in nature. So, see what else? Oh, hey, real quick, just because we brought this up before we started recording. Um, PX, what was it you said about about Microsoft guy? Why oh, his, his interview. I don't know his name. In fact, I was surprised to find out that the CEO of Nintendo at the moment because of his name. Oh, really? <laughs> but, yeah. Doug Bowser. <laughs> yeah, Doug Bowser. That's Black CEO. It's not Phil Spencer. Oh, it is Phil Spencer. I was I was thinking I was the other guy. Yeah, Phil Spencer probably is very interviewing, right? Because thing was like on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the contents of the interview or the exact quotes or things. It's just that some people's reactions to his uh, reaction to the Redfall stuff. Uh, again, I would state that I didn't really follow it that hard. So I remember reading reading of and or listening in on some of his comments, and I think it was you know boilerplate what you would expect. Hey, that up to snuff. We gotta have to do better. We're gonna support it. So stuff they're gonna. I think it's stuff that they good that they do say it. Like it doesn't fix anything immediately, right? Like, well, it was supposed to be a live service game, so right. and it it. I hate to say it, Dreadfall does need a sort of Realm Reborn uh, situation. Like, the game as is isn't much. Even if the AI and other bugs and such were ironed out, I think it would still be a very bland game. I've been meaning to play it. I think I think I meant to download it the other day and just didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to download it and just see what it's Well, like. how far are we in Atomic Heart? I don't know. I, look at it, I don't know how to look up without spoiling it. Okay, well, I'll try to look up without spoiling it because I don't care. Because it, we, I mean, we could definitely do like a like a quick stream of it. Like, I don't know if I want to do that as a full full stream, but we can give a thing to it. I was also, th- also thinking of giving a day to the Invincible that demo they have. Look at it and talk about it, but yeah, that all, that all hinges on us being down with the top part. Yeah, once you have an idea, you let me know. Well, I guess we can we can see if it's viable. Uh, let me just check. It supposedly takes 25 hours to complete. We've done like uh, four or five streams on it at this point. Hours 20. I feel like we've done more than that. I think we've done at least five or six. But then again, it's because of the break that we've had, you know, issues. Uh, well, we'll definitely do a deep dive ourselves into what it's really like. I mean, and even with that said, like, I mean, yeah, I will. Like, 
and even then, like, I think my my opinion is going to be biased just because it's not paying for it. Like, I'm buying pay for that game, so like, I'm going to be automatically softer on any review of it just because it did not financially affect me to have the game. So, it's gonna, I'm probably going to be nice to it. And as you all already know, I'm already nice to things as it is. So, I'm nice to things that should not be nice. Terrible. I will be surprised if I end up playing that game and going, wow, this is trash. We'll see. We'll see. Place your bets, everybody. Um, let's see. What else were we going to talk um, Oh, you know what? Let me have a quick conversation online here while we set this thing or something else or until VX comes at this month out. Did we, did we want to do that second round of anime recommendations next month? Uh, maybe? Is that enough time? I'm, I'm still trying to finish up, uh, Edel and Oran High School, but uh, it should have been done in, within the month. Well, don't worry about the two that I will recommend. I already have them on lock. And I'm... yes, you can watch them right now. Well, then don't, don't tell them to. Tell us that during the episode. That's the fun. That's what I'm doing. I'm inting. Oh, okay. I think we were like about to reveal to them. Nope. I have, I have two of them going back and forth on which one I want I want to present to the board. Uh, what One of them things is it's fun and short. The other one is something that I need you all to watch, but maybe it's too early to need to watch. Yes. What, Dragon Ball Super? Well, no, no, no. That's an immediately hard pass for one of us. Yeah, I know. 12 episodes into that, and you're not just simply rewatching the movies, essentially. <laughs> Anything Toriyama touches is an automatic pass for me. Why, why do you have to say blasphemous things? I'd rather you say something against my religion. That's a weird statement to make, Yeti. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. Now, at least I'm used to that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you can play fancy. Of course you're used to it. Oh. I would say Persona more than that. I, I, or, I mean, we could just say JRPGs in general. I mean, there was, there's a lot of examples. There's no shortage. <laughs> don't you, but don't you dare say anything against Toriyama. Robin, what do you want it? Fine, fine, fine. Anyway, so yeah, I'd say we can do that next month if everyone's down for that. So like maybe our first recording of the our first podcast of June we can cut off. Life would be fun. Um so yeah, everybody listening, stay tuned for that. Well, play out your schedules, make sure you're done with all your other other anime because we're gonna leave your buckets up with something. Didn't we just start an anime season? Yeah, we did like a month ago. How can they clear something out if they just started it? Well, they obviously need to quit some of those anime they picked up. I did. Like all of the isekai. Did you drop them? Hey. It's for horses? Some of us happen to love isekai. I'm not saying, like, ones that you've already watched. I'm just saying drop all of this season's isekais, because they're all garbage. I mean, given the fact that you say that about SAO, I'm t- I'm taking that with a pretty large grain of salt. SAO is an isekai. Did we say Dr. Snow is an isekai? I were arguing about it, I believe. Uh, we were arguing if time travel was isekai, and I said no. I think I, I think it, it can't be a hard no. There has to be a. I think after a point, time ta- time travel can be easy. I mean, I'm going to go with. I, I'm going to go with it's a soft no, but the, with the ast with the big asterisk, because if you go back in time, and uh, it, it, it it relies on the multi uh, the multiverse or um. Yeah, the multiverse theory. If if every if every single event in a timeline creates a uh, creates a split depending on how the event resolves, 
you going back in time and choosing it and choosing an event to resolve differently puts you technically in an alternate dimension from where you started. So I would have to put a soft no because it is still your universe. But then the asterisk is that if you change it and it becomes a different universe, then technically that becomes a soft yes. I posted a video like two weeks ago, a video essay about whether time travel is isekai. I can't even remember what it said. No. Ah. Where did you post it? It was on the, it was the 21st. No. Where? Oh, an image and video. The only correct place to post videos, unless they're specifically about 14 news. I went, I went ahead and pinned it. So they're not. Anyway, the, the one that was asked, the reason I asked that is just because I was counting the anime that I'm watching this season and I only four, I eat So I guess I'm not doing, I'm not terrible. No good. No good. It's only four. The, and we have some of those you can drop. I think I dropped a couple, but I can't remember which ones I dropped. Oh, oh there was that, there was that one that's like trying to be taken that I dropped. It's like homeroom or home something. Some guy like beats up a boyfriend involving a gang. I'd, I dropped that one. Didn't look good at all. That one's not sounding familiar, but then again, I could just remember the name. And if, if my anime list was working, I could pull up what it was that I watched. I don't know what it is. Wait, smells down again? Yeah. Wow. There's also one one where a body snatching thing going on, but comedically, and also it wasn't doing it. Anyway, yeah, see, those you can get rid of. Don't watch those. Those are terrible. Watch the what we were, what we recommended. Everybody will be happy. We'll be communal experience. Right. Okay, just to check, was the one of the last mission names Petrov of Opera? Yes. That's the one we just it's, it's when we killed Natasha. Okay. Find, where, find out where we killed Natasha. All right, I'm just going to say this. We're oh. actually pretty close to ending the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so stay tuned for the Invincible and Redfall streams coming soon. Sometime in May. <laughs> Sometime the game hasn't had an emergency patch in the past three weeks. That included her, but who knows? Actually, you know that 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 being said, uh, the week of the twenty second, there won't be any streaming for me because I'm gonna be in Vegas. So we actually okay. have this weekend next week, and then the thirtieth of May. But hopefully we're, on Tuesdays we'll be back to playing Valheim. So that's yeah, be about that too. Well, uh, it depends on whether you can finish it tonight. So then, see, it'll be a shorter stream. Right. Well, you know, I almost don't want to answer that question, so I want to. Okay, I will. Refrain from follow-up questions. No more follow-up questions. No more questions, Your Honor. Well, um, and there was there was one other thing. Oh, um, was that was that video you posted about Asus worth getting into? Any uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, it to me. Give it to me. Okay. A couple weeks ago, uh, Gamers Nexus ended up releasing a video of doing some destructive testing, seeing uh, essentially whether uh, the combination of certain Asus boards and AMD uh, chips, uh, namely the CPUs, uh, would cause the CPUs to overclock, well, not overclock, but overheat and, you know, kill themselves and the board. Sounds great so uh, far. They did. They succeeded in recreating it, the situation. What the video I posted was essentially them going over just simply in summation of how Asus has been handling this issue, which has been poorly. Essentially, Asus, instead of, you know, acknowledging that there's a problem, that there is an issue, that that just needs to be taken care of, is doing a lot of backhanded bullshit. In other words, they were refusing people who ended up having damaged boards and such 
uh, refunds or anything like that to under warranty and such. And started actually once they found out that people like Gamers Nexus and other outlets were, you know, trying to find the boards and pay for them. Then they started deciding to say, well, we'll give you something free from the Asus store and things like that if you just uh, give us the board and things like that. There's then them uh, going online and messing with uh, their BIOS page because they decided to update the BIOS with a specific thing that states that you would avoid the warranty if you change any of the settings from stock settings. Fine. Yeah. Oh. Uh... <laughs> That it was really crappy. Well, half of the problem is is that the issues are stemming from their own uh, settings for overclocking, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the idea is is that you're not supposed to have that enabled on AMD's chips, but that requires you to change the settings. So, which is it? Void the warranty or have my uh, board burned down? on an off chance because of their own internal settings. Well, it's no fault for buying the board. Apparently, that's what they're going for. Uh, so that's the reason why it's all very nonsensical and stupid because it's like, why can't you just simply accept that you made a mistake, this is an issue, accept it, and move on with your life versus turning it into a PR disaster that makes you look like you're all absolutely incapable of making decisions. And, you know there's no reason to purchase your things because you could decide at any moment, oh no, uh, we're going to change the rules on you for no reason other than we don't really want to pay, you know, a few thousand dollars more. No, because if, if we had to do that, then we'd have to hire employees to make up the costs instead of, you know, losing our bonus. And this sounds like some various off-podcast, uh, off off-stream conversations that we've had uh, about a thing that I've been trying to do for the past few months. That's exactly where my brain went. RMP your 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 time off, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, this sits closer to home than one might expect. I mean, it should sit close to home to a lot of us, honestly. Some ways. Admittedly, I do have to put the caveat of what I've been experiencing is not the actual issue that they addressed in the video, but definitely the customer service interaction side of it is 100% uh, straight through the heart. Yeah, their corporate policy sure is, is shining through in both these examples. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I, I could have sworn there was a time when Asus was pretty reputable. Yeah, yeah. I, and Republic of Gaming, yep. Yeah. The, the reason why I stayed with Asus, uh, that I went with an Asus board was because my current computer, the one that's trying to kill itself, uh, I had tried to go through a process of basically updating the BIOS and bricked the motherboard. I had called with three days to the end of the warranty. They were willing to replace it and gave me two full years for the day of replacement. Extra warranty. So I was like, that was really good on them. I like them. I'll stick with Asus. Exactly. And then this is happening. I'm going like, what? What happened? Why no good company? Why not honor a good thing? And it's, it's just... It's one of those, like, it's like, I I had something really bad happen to me that was technically my own fault, and they were like, no, you updated the BIOS, you tried to follow the rules, and it's still bricked, so we're going to get you a replacement board. Like, okay. And it was one of those, like, hey, yeah, 
we don't technically have to do an extended warranty for the replacement, but they did. And that was really nice of them. Admittedly, I ran out the warranty about like three or four years ago. So it's like, well, I know I have it and it's going to be upgrade time anyway. So it's like, well, let's look at the boards. And I, I looked at competitors and I looked at Asus. And the reason why I settled on the board that I did was that A, it was an AMD board, uh, AMD chip. And this board had the most of the specifications I was looking for because the boards that would match my specifications were not AMD. They were all Intel. But the problem is that I didn't want to pay out the fucking wazoo for an Intel chip. Yep. So it's like, I did the typical thing of like, well, what are things that I'm willing to just go, okay, I can skip that, I can skip that, I can skip that. And this was the board that at least met 80 to 90% of what I was looking for, which that's an acceptable limit for the most part. In the ballpark, for sure. It, yeah. And so it's like basically got the motherboard and then eh, various other scummy practices, but that was more reseller than Asus. Mm-hmm. And so it like, doesn't well, help when both of them are bad. Yeah, so all bad. I'll be yeah. Oops, all bad. So, but it's essentially, it's like, there are certain things that I can understand, but I cannot understand the reasoning behind them, like zoning. And if people are going to be like, what the fuck is zoning? I mean, there's Green Hill Zone, Casino Zone. Exotic. Oh. Negative Hill Zone, but... Okay, so to boil it down, apparently, and this is something that Asus does, other companies may use similar terms, but zoning is basically, these products are meant for this area. So... This product is meant for the U.S. and Canada. This it's product, like region locking. It, yeah, same thing as region locking, essentially. Same thing as region locking. It's But the one thing is that the way that it was explained to me was, oh, it was manufactured here, and so it's zoned for here. And my, my mind is going, but you guys don't manufacture anything in the U.S. You, you bring it in from elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, what happens is it comes in and they put in the last screw that they didn't put in back overseas and then it was manufactured here. Uh, there are laws uh, about how much has to be assembled here to be considered assembled in the U.S. But the problem is that I know for a fact that Asus doesn't have motherboard factories here in the U.S. They have others, just not motherboard. And so... Them telling me that my motherboard is zoned for Western Europe, even though the reseller has sent me documents stating that mine was zoned for the U.S., comes across as, somebody rezoned it. Like, like how is that your problem? Like, okay, fine. Like, I didn't zone this. You did. Or someone you sold it to did. Fucking help me fix the problem. And so their quotations for fixing is void warranty, and pay out of pocket to get it repaired. And we will not cover the bids. Like, we will not give you a repair warranty on it. Which, to me, that sounds like... That, that sounds like a practice from a company I absolutely detest. Because of the fact that they're the ones that introduced that concept. They just don't give... They'll buy their products en masse and overpriced as they are. Because that sounds exactly what Apple does. I was just gonna say that sounds like that sounds sounds like you're describing Apple. Yes, which is part of why I fucking hate Apple. Yeah, if 
if people wonder why I detest Apple, it's not because of the program. It's not because they make it, the computers are bad. No, their computers are solidly built. They're good machines. It's the business practices and the thoughts that went uh, that they make that went into this. And for me, it's uh, for me, it's because they're three steps behind and three times the price of an Android. That too. Hell, but your text messages will come out green. And now, here's I have no idea what you're talking about. My dad's a negative. My phone's uh, in dark mode. I don't have. Uh, I don't have any such green or whatever. Most well, Apple, well, Apple cell phones will say that about people that had to had to text Android. This is not, not the same text because the fact of that uh, Apple message, which is the weird shenanigans for essentially SMS, is that. If you're if you're going from uh, iPhone to iPhone, uh, it won't be uh, SMS. It'll be basically internet chat protocol. Mm -hmm. And so, if you're on an Android device, they can't do that. It has to be SMS. Mm -hmm. The problem with that being that again, we're talking about Apple's bad practices. They can they can totally follow a standard that allows for that same kind of chat to occur even between Android phones. They just choose not to. Well, they don't want to because yeah. the fact is that they want everything to be proprietary. Yep. Because when from, from text messages to to chargers. <laughs> well, that that's the thing is that the whole proprietary thing got started with charging cables because when everything cable and the lightning cable was started because oh okay so you guys want USB. Well, here's a cable that has USB, but we have to include an adapter to it to work with our phone. Didn't wasn't there a a union ruling that's making them like have their new phones be USB C compatible? I read uh, uh, no, no. Uh, the the one you're probably thinking about is the factor of side loading uh, programs, and that was more of the factor that the uh, like. The ability to actually open it up to other program, uh, uh, open up the iOS to other programs that can be sideloaded in, like you uh, know, no, 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 uh, Eddie was correct. Uh, EU uh, uh, from CNN.com. EU formally adopts law requiring Apple to support USB-C chargers. Ah, boom! And I heard about it, but I thought the most recent one was about the sideloading APK stuff. Uh, that was in November of last year, so. Anyway, we can talk about Apple being EOS all day, probably. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I know we have hours of content on that one. Yeah. But but let's we can probably can start landing this plane for the day because we we've covered a wide variety of topics. Get an extra ten minutes at Atomic Heart. I mean that, and just so that we we don't go into overtime. So yeah. just getting back to the original topic. Yeah. Is the fact that a lot of people who have been getting Asus motherboards at for AMD projects, uh, they've been getting the shit treatment. And apparently I'm one of them too. Even though my situation is not the same as what's addressed in the video, I feel like it. there's something underlying that's going on that basically I'm being lumped in with everybody else. That's and it's, maybe if I start blasting on Twitter, maybe I can finally get my board replaced. Well, I mean, what is at this point? Uh, just my pride. What's that? <laughs> well, my pride is actually, you know, not posting to Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can take you can take that pride all the way to the bank. I bet. Uh, anyway, 
with that, as we close, I know we opened up me reading from a 6 out of 10 review of Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to close with me reading from a 10 out of 10 review of Tears of the Kingdom. It's Zelda. It's great. Ha-ha! From Well Played by reviewer Ralph Bonbianco. He says, <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom will overawe you with its scale and imagination. It will demand your creativity and ingenuity in a way that few games would dare demand. He's tribute to the things that made this series so timeless, while also innovating so relentlessly that it will be better part of a decade before any game is able to follow in its way. The four decades after Legend of Zelda series came made its debut, the latest installment is a breathtaking high point for the Zelda franchise for Nintendo and for video. Hopefully we tearing up. Mm. Well, goodbye, everybody. Zelda Ruth. Bye. This has been a presentation of Front Row Geeks. Adios.